Private Lender Podcast, Episode 17. The Private Lender Podcast quote of the day comes to us from Sir John Templeton, who said, The four most dangerous words in investing are, this time it's different. This is the Private Lender Podcast, the show that shares practical advice and know-how for new and seasoned lenders, from private mortgages on single-family houses to joint ventures on commercial projects and beyond. Discover details about investment vehicles that you won't find at your local bank or online broker. Listen and learn from private lenders and real estate investors, as well as from professionals and entrepreneurs, as they share the details, strategies, and the insight that allows for successful and prosperous lending. Now, get ready to increase your ROI. Here's your host, Keith Baker. Greetings, Lender Nation, and welcome to another episode of the Private Lender Podcast. I am your host, Keith Baker, and thank you for joining me today. Today's going to be a solo cast, and the topic is building your lender's team. So no matter what walk of life you're in or what business you're in, you've got to have a team of professionals to help you, or I guess you don't have to, but you're wise if you build a good team of professionals and entrepreneurs that help you succeed and to I would also suggest that once you find someone that's good, stay with them, but always keep a, a bit of a churn going. Uh, things change, people's change, business models change, and you might have to shift gears relatively quickly. So, But before we get into your team, let's listen to a word from our sponsors. The Private Lender Podcast is proudly sponsored by the following. The Realty Investment Community of Houston, or Rich Club, is the premier real estate association in Southeast Texas. The Rich Club provides its members with the education, resources, leads, and networking they need to earn more wealth with their real estate investments. The Rich Club has helped thousands of real estate investors realize their full potential, and they are ready to help you. Visit their website at richclub.org for more details. That's richclub.org. 713 Houston Area Real Estate Networking with Landon Rothstein and Ray Sasser. Come out and experience one of the fastest growing meetups of real estate investors. Visit privatelenderpodcast.com slash sponsors for more information regarding 713 Houston Area Real Estate Networking Meetup. And now, back to the show. All right, the lenders team. So this is a group of people that if you're going to be a private money lender to real estate investors or anybody, anyone else, you need to have a few people in your back pocket. Number one is going to be an attorney. And yep, have all, I can hear the boos already. That's fine. You're going to need one for several reasons. I can think of three right out of the box. Two that you could use tomorrow or to, today or tomorrow and one possibly in the future. Number one, you want to have your attorney, someone that you like, that you're comfortable with, create the documents that are going to be used for your transaction. Now, in deed of trust states like Texas, you're going to get a deed of trust that's filed with the county clerk's office, and you're also going to get a promissory note. Having them drawn up by the title company's attorney might be okay, but do they have a relationship with you? Do they work for you? Technically, they do, but do they know what you want? So I suggest cultivate a relationship with a real estate attorney so that you can get your documents drawn up. Also, God forbid you ever have to foreclose on somebody. It's much better just to have the lawyer take care of everything to keep you legal and keep you compliant. That's number two. And number three is if you get into more sophisticated loan structures, such as, let's say, a syndication on a multifamily apartment building or some a piece of commercial property, 
you would need a good attorney to draft not only the entity documents and the transactional documents, but having an, an, an attorney is a, as a third set of eyes is great in that situation too. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Loan doc generation and or preparation and foreclosure are the two big ones right there. The next, you're going to want an appraiser and go get three or four. If someone comes to you and says they want to borrow money, give them a choice of appraisers. You know, don't say you have to use appraiser A or appraiser B, but give them a, give them a choice because you're going to that they're going to give you a third-party independent opinion of what that value will be on the property as is right now and, and what it will be after the property's been rehabbed. I would also suggest getting to know a title company. Now, you don't have to close all of your notes at the same title company. Oftentimes I allow the borrower or the investor to close at their title company, but I have a title company that I use here in Houston quite frequently. And whether or not I close with them, I know I can always pick up the phone and give Kelly a call and she can give me an answer on something. You always want to close at a title company. You always want title insurance. So you might as well establish a good relationship with one or two and the more creative and investor friendly, um, the better. Next, you want to get a property inspector. Someone, the same people that inspect your home that you bought uh, for your residence. You want somebody to go and be able to, to go out and take a look at an investment property for several reasons. One, you want to see, you know, maybe it's, it's really bad. You know, maybe this house is in really bad shape that you're thinking about loaning on. It doesn't hurt to give, get an, an extra opinion. And if the investor balks at an extra three or $400 to get an opinion, then it's probably not a deal that you should be loaning on. But not to say that you should always insist on spending other people's money, but just keep that in mind. You want to know the condition of the property, any issues that the inspector might find. And then you also want an inspector to go do performance draws. So let's say the rehab is going to be broken up over three installments and three different milestones. You want to have an inspector go out and take a look, make sure the work's been done, has been done up to code, and have that inspector sign off before you give that investor or that borrower any money on the uh, construction draws. Next, I would highly, highly recommend a note servicing company. These people will not only escrow the taxes and insurance, but they also provide, they service the notes, they send note, uh, letters to default, late payment stuff, or notices, and they also draft the 1098 forms that you have to send out every Janu by January 31 of every year to let your borrowers know how much interest they paid. There's a few of them out there. I won't recommend names uh, on the show, but do your own research, do your due diligence, and uh, highly recommend getting a note servicing company under your belt. And the beautiful thing about these lawyers, appraisers, inspectors, and the note servicing company is you don't pay. As a lender, you're not going to pay them. The borrower is going to pay them. So let's get that out there too. Yeah, you don't pay fees, okay, except maybe in your IRA. But even those you pass through to the borrower and you let them know up front, you're going to loan X amount of money at X interest rate for so long, and the borrower is going to cover all the fees associated with that loan. Otherwise, why make the deal? If the, if the adjuster, or the adjuster, sorry, <laughs> that's my day job coming out. Uh, if the borrower or the investor balks again at those, um, say, look, well, if you want my money, this is what it's going to take. 
This is I want to make sure I want to feel I want the warm and fuzzies. I want to feel secure. And this is what it's going to take. I want an appraiser to take a look at it. I want an inspector to go out and look at the, the draws. I want it. I want the note service so I don't have to mess with all that headache. Maybe I do. But generally speaking, having serviced my own loans, I prefer a note servicing company. It's a little bit of hassle up front, but after that, it's pretty smooth sailing. The other person on your team I highly recommend is an insurance agent. Now, this is just you know property flood insurance. Obviously, we're in Houston, so without a doubt, there's going to be some type of homeowner's policy uh, or landlord policy or a construction all risk policy on that property. Uh, we'll get into that in another show. I'll go into that, but you know, you can start with your your personal insurance agent, but there's also a lot of uh, insurance companies out there that cater to businesses i.e. investors, small businesses, and uh, landlords and whatnot. A, the next person on the list on your team would be an accountant slash bookkeeper. Uh, I fortunately have a family member that helps me out with this, so me keeping it in-house, even though it costs money, it's well worth it. I feel a little better. I, I, I keep someone in my family with a little bit of a coin in their pocket, and they take a, a big headache off of my hands. You don't absolutely have to have one. You can do it yourself. But um, it's not like a, an attorney to draft docs, uh, but it just makes it easier. So you can put that one down as a maybe. Uh, but at some point, hopefully, if your your businesses are, are, and your loans are getting big enough, you're going to need somebody to, to come in and uh, help out. Uh, another side, or uh, I guess what's the word I'm looking for? Another um, not mandatory person on the team would be a good surveyor. I prefer to have a survey every time I close, whether I'm buying, selling, or lending on a property. It's just another added level of protection. Now, I have loaned on properties that were, didn't have surveys at closing, but I don't recommend that. So keeping the surveyor as a maybe, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a person that's good to have on your team just in case. And the last one for this episode anyway is the RMLO, the Residential More. <laughs> can't even get that out. Residential mortgage loan originator. Now, this you don't have to worry about if you're loaning to landlords and people who flip houses, investors, people who are not going to dwell in that house or that 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 structure. If you make a loan to somebody and that's going to be their primary residence. So let's say you get a house and you're loaning to somebody who's selling a house owner finance or you've purchased a house and you're going to owner finance it yourself. Dodd-Frank and a whole bunch of list of regulations now come into play because you're not dealing with a business. You're not loaning to a real estate investor. You're loaning to a consumer, the end user of that, that residence that, that, or that product, so to speak. So you definitely want an RMLO to, and what they do is they originate the loan. They, they run the application process for the end buyer. They look at their credit. They look at their job history, how much money they make. They look at their debt to income. They do all those things a typical bank looks at uh, and performs uh, the due diligence that a bank would perform. They do that on your behalf. They're a third party that says, okay, these criteria, it's okay to own or finance at, at this term, at this rate, at this monthly payment, uh, because they pass you know, some type of test, uh, what I call the RMLO test. But they can, uh, you know, someone who makes $24,000 a year probably can't afford a $2,000 a month house payment. I mean, that's common sense, but the RMLO will help you uh, stay compliant with Dodd-Frank and a few other uh, the regulations that are out there to help protect the consumer. So 
the RMLO you only need if you're going to be loaning directly to consumers. Uh, if you're a newbie at this game, I would I would recommend not loaning uh, yet to uh, to somebody who's doing that. Or if if you do, you know, um, if it's someone like Mitch Steven who's been on the show, that's you know take that into consideration. I might I might retract that and say you know what, Mitch has got a good model and it's probably okay to loan to him because he's uh, he's top notch and he's he's above board. But if you get an investor who this might be their first owner finance, yeah, you might want to stay away. If they've done three, four, five, ten owner finance deals, they already have an RMLO set up, uh, and they've got a process, then it might be something worth uh, pursuing. But if you do have any questions about your team, you can also go to the you can always go to the show notes, privatelendepodcast.com. I believe this is episode 17 already. You can go there. There'll be a list of the, the, the lender's team. And if you have questions, you can email me at info at privatelenderpodcast.com. And who knows, your question may be read on a future episode. So even if it's a mundane question and you think it's stupid, ask it anyway. Info at privatelenderpodcast.com. Well, that's going to do it for this week, folks. I appreciate Lender Nation being out there. Sorry for the tardiness of this episode, but it is still Monday. I'm getting it out there just in the nick of time. And I'd like to wish you successful, happy, and prosperous lending. I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Private Lender Podcast with your host, Keith Baker. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit privatelenderpodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review, and we'll catch you next time.